Coaches Off The Cuff podcast with me, your host, Michelle Walker. This podcast is for anyone who wants to gain first-rate information on how to achieve your dream body. I want to expand your understanding on the health and fitness industry. This podcast will feature fitness professionals and we will delve into everything you need to know about health, nutrition, exercise and something I'm passionate about, bodybuilding and bro science. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Firstly, Scott, honestly, it's my pleasure to have you on the show, if you want to call it, Coaches Off The Cuff. Um, so welcome. Do you want to just introduce yourself and tell us a little, a little bit about what, what you're about? Uh, yeah, I'm Scott, Strive Scott. Um, so I started PT six years ago. Yeah, coming up to six years now, uh, May 2000 and don't know. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually can't remember, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I started off in pure gym. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, and you, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's, it, you know what, isn't it really funny sometimes when somebody asks you to actually say about yourself and you're like, oh my God, ha, like what, what yeah. am I? But, you know, from what I gather from yourself, you're just, um, you know, you're doing your online coaching you've invested yeah. massively into um supercharge and you know you, you're one of um the coaches on board like myself and you know for, for me i think that i've you know witnessed from yourself you really started to grow now um and you, you yeah, know yeah, the yeah. investment is starting to return now so your client base i mean how's your client base are you female male do you do a little mainly bit of female mainly female and well, well yeah it is both but like mainly female uh mm-hmm. And to, to be honest with you, 50% is to do with mental health. Actually, probably 75% of my clients are mental health. Right. Um, they just want to, like, make a better choices. And that's what I'm all about. Like, I'm not, like, all for it for people. Who, like, I've been there. I've jumped on stage. But I'm not one for jumping on stage anymore, I don't think. I won't, I'll never say never because my luck, bloody 10 years time, I'll be stepping on stage again. I don't know. But no, I... Um, if someone wants to improve themselves and like become a better person, then I am all for that. I, because obviously we'll go into this further on down the line, yeah. but because I know what it's like to feel low of the low and be that low, I hate people being sad or anything like that. So I'll always be the class clown trying to cheer people up. Yeah. So that's, that's why I'm always, people look like, people look at me and think, Oh my God, he's annoying. But yeah, that's who I put out to be and who I, do so I say I am? Is that how you just so yourself? it makes them? F- yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but then I do have a very old head on my shoulders. Mm. Don't think about this. Pretend this has usually got a bit of stubble or beard. <laughs> I know we've just played the guessing game off on off air, haven't we? The you know the age yeah. guessing game. I, so I nearly I got it right. A, I, <laughs> nearly did, nearly did. I usually have a beard and it's a bit more stubble, but I tried to shape it and it went wrong to match me new hair. But you're looking hair, pretty don't... fine from where I'm sitting anyway. Okay. Smiley I'm 18. <laughs> yeah, you're 18. I'm, I'm kind of, kind of younger. You're 18, I'm 20. I'm younger. Okay, there we go. Sound. <laughs> so I've basically, we've, I've brought you on today because I want to really dig in, if you don't mind, um, talking about the mental health aspect of you know your journey what you yeah. um you know how you move your personal experiences onto others um and yeah. you know how, like you cope and how do you cope and you know 
but firstly, I mean, how are you getting on in Oz? I mean, you're halfway across the world to us. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's a bit difficult sometimes just to, like, my nan's in hospital at the minute and, like, trying to, like, ring her at certain times. It's like, is she up? Is she asleep? I don't know. <laughs> so um, there's a f- big family group chat now going off and uh, all my aunties, uncles, cousins and all that are on it. And it's quite funny because when I wake up in the morning, I'll reply back, but then you're seven hours behind. So by the time I'm up, it's like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, is she okay? Uh, yeah, she's all right. Yeah. So right. you, you might have to fly home or can you not do that because of COVID? Um, no. So that's one thing I'm in a bit of a predicament about. Mm. So um, worst comes to worst. And if she does pass, then I don't know oh. whether to go home or not. Mm. Um but that's it's it is what it is. But if I have to go home, then I definitely want to carry. Like I've been told by quite a few people, if I go home, I might not even have be able to go to the funeral mm. because of COVID Quarantine. and stuff. So yeah, yeah. quite I a few think... people are saying, don't think about it. Yeah, fingers like, crossed for you, Scott. To, like... And I'm sure your family would understand as well. So you know, send mm. send my love oh, on you know, and bless her. I got off the I got off the phone to her the other day, and uh, literally I just bursted out in tears. And she goes, oh. "It's hard being on holiday, isn't it?" <laughs> <I'm just> like, <laughs> oh, didn't she? Thanks, Nan. Hey, well, yeah, she's still so there. Like, cute. she's still there. Well, listen, yeah. I will happily go and visit her. I'll go for you. Yeah. I'll go on your behalf. She's in the port. She's in the port. Bless her. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about you then. And, you know, I want to go into, let's speak about as much as you're happy to do. You know, I know that you, you're open on your social media about um, mental health and you're really passionate about it as well. So, yeah. I mean, you know, what are, let's start off from the beginning, the basics. What, how, what is your experience with mental health then? Um, so I had an ex-girlfriend, Mm-hmm. Um, and then what happened was because I'm all or nothing type of guy. So when she when she moved, I deep dived and went very much deep dived into my work. And literally, I was do I was doing copious amounts of hours in the gym. And then when I was finished in the gym, like one to one PT, and I was then online coaching because what I did was when clients came into the business and when they were near enough at the end, I'd push them online. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up getting more people online than I did one-to-one. And I ended up, that's how I ended up becoming more of an online coach. Wow. Um, so I just pumped all my time and effort into my business, my baby. And um, do you know what? It was probably the worst thing I could have done. I should have took a step back, realized what happened, and mm. then carried on. But I didn't. I just deep-dived. Um, I even went to Thailand that, that year, over Christmas and New Year. Um, I had a meltdown in... New Year's because that was the first night the first day I actually had off so even though I was in Thailand and traveling I was still I think I was running actually do you know what? I was running the strive to shred whilst I was in Thailand um right and then what happened was I was still working and on New Year's Eve came I realized that when I actually stopped that one whole day I just broke down and then New Year's Day I just carried on working and I was fine so I, I thought that was my coping mechanism mm-hmm. So I came back um, and then my mate Cam, he said to me, do you want to jump on stage? Because I wanted to do powerlifting because I am, I've been told by many people that I'm freakishly strong for my height and weight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going to go down the powerlifting route or the physique. Yeah. 
I went down the physique for the business aspect of things. Of course. Um, and then, yeah, at the, well, obviously being in prep for 16, 18 weeks, um, I went on holiday with my mum. And it was actually at this point I realised that I wasn't my actual normal self. So when I took my mum on holiday, so because obviously you you know what it's like to be on prep and like when you get a mm. bit angry, well, hangry, hangry, <laughs> very much hangry. Yeah, we are hangry. <laughs> like, oh hangry motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, like my mum, like I lived at home with my mum and dad and I was cooking baked oats because obviously you get more, more, more for your value there, don't you? Baked mm. oats. And um, my mum walked in at this one given point and I, I, I was an asshole and I, I'm so, like, mum, if you're watching, I'm sorry. <laughs> but she knows I am and that's, all our, that's the thing. All like, our family, she, um, yeah, exactly. They, all, they, they just put up with us when we're on prep, they know. <laughs> yeah, but this is the thing, this, because it was my first, my mum, my, my dad's like very stubborn and very scouse, so we won't say nothing. He's just literally tell me mum and then my mum will tell me. Oh. And my dad's like, that's tell him cute. to stop like he needs to stop he needs to eat a fucking steak yeah. <laughs> and I love my steaks yeah anyway um I was literally my mum was counting down the days she bought a freaking month a two month a yearly calendar and stuck <laughs> it in the kitchen calendar. and she's putting honestly she's putting crosses in these days getting Less closer than... and closer Scott can yeah. eat <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, ended up me finishing prep um Oh yeah, sorry. Go back. I'm mm-hmm. one of these people that will go. Boo, 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 boo. Fine. I will steer you in the right way. Thank you. <laughs> um, yeah. So, my mum walked in the kitchen when I was making these baked oats, and um, what happened was, was the baked oats actually overfilled the bowl that was in, and I was like, oh. and then my mum wanted to see what was going on. She thought I owe myself something like mum's being mum. She walks in the kitchen and she goes, "Well, why didn't you get a bigger bowl next time?" And I'm like, "Mother." <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, I wanted gone. a bigger ball. I'd get a bigger ball. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just flipped that. And I, I felt honestly, got at that point, I was like, that was my turning point. Do I carry on with this or do I not? Because how far out treating... of competition were you? Oh Jesus, I was like, I think I was two, two weeks away. So I yeah. think I was on week 10, 12 yeah, Everything's everything's not great mentally, hormonally, and yeah, you're 100%. dealing with that in the in the deep end as well that you didn't realize at the time that's going to be pretty yeah. tough that's what i mean i didn't realize yeah um yeah what? oh there's something else i was going to say there i know sorry no 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 this is my what did you say was off the cuff i know so, so what did you say oh sorry i interrupted you didn't i <laughs> you were talking no, what about... did you say there was something that you were telling me did i I don't no, know, yeah, say? because it's really hard when, you, when you're at the last couple of weeks, mentally, physically, and if you didn't realise that you were in yeah. that state of mind to begin with, that's, what's, that's been your trigger. I think yeah, that's what that you're was... trying to say, isn't it? You, it wasn't the yeah, fact yeah. that your mum was growling at you over this bowl. It, it's, these, mm. it's these points and these trigger points, isn't yeah, it? And yeah. So at that and point then, how did, you, how did you go from there? Um... It was quite weird because like at the end of prep, I felt, I felt relieved because I got told by two, three, I think it was like four of the main judges on the UK, the FBA, that I got placed fourth mm-hmm. and they pushed me back, which was mad because I didn't know this, but even though you're in a category of being small, medium and tall, mm-hmm. that you still get placed on your height. Right. Were you immensely? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. 
I haven't seen your. So I didn't notice. I've not seen your competition. Um, I'll have to have a little look on social media and Seth when when you've had your little chat. We'll have a look on oh, your yeah, media. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I got placed fourth, but then I got placed back two places because of my chest size and my height. I was like, no. I'm right. fuming. Well, I wasn't fuming. I was happy because I got placed mm. six overall. So I was like, yeah, get in. I think it was like 28 people in total. So I was like buzzing. Um, two weeks after that, my coach at the time said, just take your time off and just chill, go on holiday, take a month off. And just... Was your coach aware of your mental health at this point or not? I wasn't. You wasn't. I so wasn't. It, yeah. it, it was two, yeah. three weeks after. Right. So two weeks after prep, uh, after the comp, I took my mom on a holiday, Barcelona. And you know when you have a, a dream and you can only remember snippets? Mm. That is literally what it was like for me to be in Barcelona. I can only remember snippets of being in Barcelona. Yeah. Wow. And it was it was emotional points as well. Like the first thing I can remember actually was uh, my mom going on this rail car thing across, I don't know what it's called. Um, and she's petrified of heights and I was like mom let's turn back and she goes no you want to do it let's do it and I was, and she was crying her eyes out and I was like so I remember that I can't remember anything else mm. uh, I remember sitting down having a sangria with my mom in the middle of this bloody big thingy and then these people were getting in fights across the way I remember that um, and I remember walking up to the the tower uh, the the hell at the top of Trinidad to be no Trinidad to be oh, that's totally somewhere else <laughs> don't ask me about geography I haven't got a clue I've been to Barcelona. Yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's the one with the uh, the bloody thingy at the top. Um, I'm gonna close. Circus at the top. Anyway, I went there with it, and they they're the three like three of the fifth like things I remember. Um, but I didn't realize this at the time. Came mm. home, I then started to grow in terms because I was going to do bodybuilding again. Um, enter bodybuilding for the following year. Um, yeah. but then I did eight weeks built bulking. Mm-hmm. Um, with Another a different coach at this point. Um, actually, it was one of the UK DFBA judges that uh, wanted to uh, coach me. Right. So, so you, jumped so on you with made him. that transition between that period from the first prep to the second phase, if you like, of competing. You went with a different yeah. coach. So you've got quite a few yeah. things going on really here, haven't you? You know, yeah. you break, if you yeah. break that down, you've got a new coach as well. It's quite difficult because they don't Actually, know it wasn't that bad. Wasn't it? It actually wasn't that bad. No, it was actually, if anything, probably not better, but like it was better because it was more, he was there all the time rather than my other coach just every now and then. Like, right. Oh, right. When okay. he, See your point. Because I wasn't at his forefront, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But my other coach, he was like, so I was like, yeah, go ahead, Sam. Yeah, that is. Um, I think it was. You like them coaches. <laughs> yeah. So it was eight weeks. So it was four weeks after I started with this other coach after my comp, mm-hmm. um, four weeks after, and then it was eight weeks after that. So eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. Mm-hmm. So it was 12 weeks after my competition. Then I, I tried to kill myself. Oh. Um, and then how that happened was it was so weird because my dad, I know my dad suffers with depression as well. He used to take the tablets and then he used to stay in bed all the time. And now he doesn't do that anymore. Um, he's always out and about but like I I look majorly look up to my dad as like mm-hmm. my idol he's just a legend to me um, anyway um, oh, wow. so to... how come it went from that to that extreme then Scott just 
do you want to just break that down for us if you don't mind because within within the transition of starting this new coach and everything etc i ended up realizing that i was doing the same shit every day and literally you know the same the same shit every day it yeah. was literally yeah, the same shit day. every day yeah wake up to this day go do this go and do this literally my every single day became the exact same including monday to sunday yeah so every single day was the exact same to me and that was just a mind boggle mm. uh, to which i then i obviously i kept having these thoughts and i was staying longer in bed i didn't want to get out of bed i it was literally, I didn't see it happening. It was only obviously after and during is when I, sorry, I'm just, I always fiddle. This is off me, ear, AirPods. Okay. Um, it's literally like, I never, I never realized it mm. until I was about to do it. And then after it. So because it was the races where I, I'm from, the, the horse racing was on Chester and my mom works in hospitality and obviously if you work in hospitality and it's the race day everybody's working and everybody's working nine till mm. midnight sort of thing so you so, sorry um, were you in the uk at this point you're in yeah, the uk yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so i'm still at home um horse racing my mom is in work and i know this for a fact uh, she wasn't meant to get home till about 4 5 p.m um to which my dad wasn't home and he's never really home round about like midday till 5 p.m. ish, because he'll always come back on the end of the day, depending on what he's doing. Um, and then I've seen the opportunity. I picked up my car keys. Um, and then I was literally to, and I'm not joking you, like, for, I can't even show you, but like here to the door, away from walking out the front door with the keys in my hand, like no motion or nothing. Just I, I was set on driving off the um, Kelso Hill. Um, I wasn't in Kelso, was it Kelso? Um, yeah, I think it was. I don't know. Anyway, um, drive off there. And then literally as I was walking towards the door with the keys in my hand, my mum walks through the door. My mum being my mum, the first thing she does when she walks through the thing is put a coat on, put her bags in certain places, blah, blah, blah. Which the first thing she did was put her bags down, close the door. And she goes, said to me, go put the kettle on. The last time she spoke to me in that manner and, and the way she said, go put the kettle on, was when she told me that my nan died. Obviously oh, not the right. one in the hospital now the one before um and i thought oh shit like me being me not thinking about me she said to us she goes um go to put the kettle on so i went to go put the kettle on thinking literally forgetting what's just got on just about to go on um and yeah it was quite not funny but i find it funny now um because you've got to laugh about these things, haven't you? Yeah, I'm so hoping this she, is going to be your lifesaver, this. Come on. It was. It really was. Yeah, really. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I, went to put, oh, no, sorry. I went to go put the kettle on. And then when I went to go put the kettle on, she goes to us, she goes, I gave her a cup of tea and I made mine. And then she literally didn't say nothing. She just stared at me and she, she said, what's up? I bursted out for tears for about 10 minutes and I was expecting her to give me a cuddle or something. And I'm glad she didn't because it was the best thing she fucking did. She didn't say mm. anything. She just let let everything come out. And yeah, more powerful. I told her what I was going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did afterwards. Wow. Um, and yeah, my mum's life saviour, like literally. And then my mum told me like other things to do with the family and stuff. And then I was like, ah, this makes sense. So yeah. After um, that, I was like. So must for your mum, that must have been, I mean, I'm, I'm a mother of two boys. 
And yeah, and do you know what the worst thing was? Her face. Mm. I, I felt like I was a disappointment. Yeah. But obviously, I know I wasn't. Yeah. Because I that that was the first person I spoke about it, and I didn't even know I suffered with depression. Mm. And my mum, well, me and my mum were going to book me in to go see the NHS to go see um, a counsellor, everything, etc. But by the time, it, believe, believe it or not, it was actually easier for me to get over here and start another life. I'm not wasn't running from it at all, but like mm. it was four months. Obviously, I think June, July, August, September, October, November, December, mm. January. Yeah, so it was five months after I came. I came here instead of six months. So January, February, mm. I would have had someone to see to. Right. So I booked a one-way ticket because mum just said to me, she goes, you've always wanted to go traveling. Go traveling. You've always wanted to go to Australia. You've done that before you met a previous, previous one of girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, so... Wow, so that's what takes you to Oz. That, yeah. That's your one-way ticket. What a great story. Yeah, what was. a great... You know what? It's just... I'll be honest, I could probably shed a tear. You just open up and... I'm, I feel thankful for us just here now speaking and you're alive and, you know, you know what's funny? amazing. And, and that's probably because, you know, I'm a mum, so I couldn't yeah, think yeah, of anything yeah. worse. I can't express this enough. Like, mm. I thought, because at the time I had quite a bit of money, mm. um, because of the amount of copious hours I've done for like near enough a whole year, I thought, like, like money wasn't an issue at the point, so I was like whatever sound so I went out and bought quite an expensive car outright and that was a car I was going to go out and kill myself in so to speak well it was um and I thought that the car would have helped me feel better about myself and you know what really doesn't Mm. I sold that car got my money back and I bought a 150 pound van (laughs) (laughs) I love vans I love I I love vans dude that's amazing have you still got it uh no my dad sold it like two months ago <laughs> love it love i love i love driving i love motorsport completely i mean that's completely off the cuff a new yeah. completely new podcast that one let's talk about motorsport <laughs> yeah no but yeah. like uh, yeah driving i find is a good thing as well for me like, really just to listen yeah it doesn't it don't even have to have a destination i just need to go for a drive um i would say to someone if they love driving stick on positivity and if they're struggling also allow yourself to struggle don't try and hide it yeah. like I will be very open like the past couple of days I've been very quiet on my social media because I have been struggling right. but yeah just because I'm not active on social media doesn't mean I'm not there so to speak but mm. I'm still with that I'm still talking to my clients I'm still talking to everybody mm-hmm. but I'm just not posting yeah you know what I mean I'm not yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I was going because to ask me you being that, me and an actually, if you don't yeah, mind, yeah. you know, just speaking about some of the things that you do find that you how you can cope. You know, what mechanisms would you say? Is uh, you know, you've just said what amazing. Me personally, I'd be, I'd come under that. I, I do feel like that sometimes. Do you know what? I just want to get mm. in my car because I love driving. Like, just get in my car, be away from. You know, it gets a bit much sometimes. You know, we've got clients i've got two children i've got loads of things going on so it's a good point that you make there because actually driving for me is is one of my coping mechanisms as well as the gym of course but you know, yeah yeah what do you find that helps you well that's the funny thing right you know you've now only just got the gyms are just opened yeah it's been like three months since i've like trained in a gym 
Right. And I know for a fact, long different, just different, different whole story altogether. But next week, I should be starting up in a gym again. Mm. Um, and yeah, so I know straight away that there's there's my release. Yeah. Usually, my release is the gym, go for a drive, well, exercise, go for a drive, and like, and you'll laugh actually. I only, I never used to read, and I mean never. My sister bought me bloody Mister Men books up for my, I think it was my twenty first. And like I got through one of them, and that was literally all I've read. Like genuinely, like that's all I've ever read. Because I'm dyslexic, I don't, I don't find the time to read. Because it's not that I don't find the time to read; it's just I don't find it interesting. If it's nothing to do with me or bettering myself, yeah, I'm not I asked. Relate. I'm exactly the same. So, and yeah, I so as, I of that as well, two thousand. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's horrible to live with it all your life. That me personally, I've had that since as my education started. I think that's why I'm so into sport and, you know, I've, I don't I read at all and it doesn't interest yeah. me. <laughs> I listen to, I just listen though, literally. I do. Like, I listen to everything. Yeah. So I bought, I think I've now got nine books in my audio book section. Fantastic. And I've read them all. Oh, I've only just bought another one actually. Um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad or something like that. Um, it's always to do with either my business or yeah. bettering my mental health. The first ever book I ever actually read, and do you know what? I, I've read it seven times, well, listened to it seven and a half times, um, is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah. Oh, really? I cannot, yeah, I cannot express this enough. Like, uh, that helped me so much. That every time I've read it, I've took more away from it. Mm. Every what's single it, what time. Did you think and now, what was uh, it The called? Subtle, Art of not, Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Yeah, I like but it's that. It's got little stars in there. You know, I like, I like that. Yeah, no, it's a good point that you make it. You know, I'm exactly the same, can relate. Mine's all audio. And if anything, mine's just podcast, podcast. That's all I listen to. Like, and it's I know, I need to get back into podcasts. Back yeah. then, all I used to listen to was podcasts. I never used to read books, like I just said, but since traveling, mm. yeah, you find time. Mm. So then, like, just sitting on a beach or it's like sitting on a coach going to your next destination, which, wow, believe it or not, could be like 12 hours. Yeah. And you could be in the middle of nowhere and you're still driving what a 12 shame. hours later. What a shame, Scott. <laughs> Don't rub it in, will you? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, but you, you know, you, yeah. spoke, you just I'm interested to find out about your gap with the training and how are you getting on with that, with travelling? That's a, quite an interesting question, actually. It's quite hard, like, mm. because most gyms mm. so this is why i'm starting up so because we've just come out of a three-day lockdown because perth where i am now uh, seven hours in front of you so it's nearly 7 p.m uh times it there mm-hmm. um, yeah yeah it'll be 12 wow. 7 12 um so yeah the gym where i'm meant to be starting like last monday we went into lockdown so i couldn't go to the gym and start everything and Mm. oh it was so annoying and even the gym dude message uh, the gym dude the gym manager or owner messaged me saying um maybe make it next week <laughs> question mark laughing face and i'm just like yeah i think we should make it next week mate, because we ain't going nowhere soon yeah um, so we're out of a three-day lockdown um and then yeah this saturday actually no tonight at 7 30 they're meant to be doing another announcement when it was meant to be on saturday so Maybe we'll come out tonight so we don't have to walk around the streets with your mask on and stuff. And mm. like, like I'm not joking you, like without sounding like a knob, but like I took it for granted being here, being in Perth, like WA, like last week and previous weeks before, 
like nightclubbing, you name it, like everything. It was normality. Really? Sounds amazing. Everything normal, like no restrictions on who who's in the the building, like packed round. Everyone just cramming sardines, like. But yeah, that's what it's like over there. That's but amazing. Now, that I love the way they react so quickly. So they've had one one or two cases, you said, didn't you? And then literally bang, you're all locked down. That's fantastic, though. So I was like, I spoke to you. I think it was like a couple of weeks ago. It yeah. was. Uh, was it last? Was it last week? Yeah, when last we week. Yeah. To do this? Um, on the Friday, they found out. I didn't even know. Like, I was actually doing laptop work before I found out. So it was. That's why I couldn't make, uh, make mm. class all these yeah. last um, Zoom call because I I was in the middle of moving. So I was dog sitting for a woman an hour above where I'm staying yeah. now. And obviously because that day they were going into lockdown and we didn't even know. I didn't even know. I didn't even watch the news. I was just mm. literally putting friends on in the background for some background noise and then just carrying on with my laptop work. And uh, one of my mates messaged me because every 15 minutes, every 45 minutes, I'll play on my phone for a bit um, just to get a break yeah. and, uh, and then get back into it. I didn't even realize me, there was about 20 messages off the same person saying, are you coming back? What are you doing? And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And I'm down, like, COVID, yeah. COVID, that's, COVID. That's, quick. And I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. So within, mm. within the matter of, cause I think it was like 2 PM in the afternoon that they found out. Uh, and then at 6 PM, you had to wear masks period. Um, and then from midnight that night, everywhere's locked down. Mm. And that was on the Friday, just before the bank holiday. I don't know if it was a bank holiday where you were, but it was, yeah. yeah. Wow. So yeah, the whole bank holiday shut so down. Getting, so you're getting everything back and you're going to, what's your reason then? What's your purpose this time to be hitting the gym? So you're going to go back to bodybuilding now you're in a better place than what you were before or not? Uh, do you know what's mad? Like, I know this sounds really weird, but I actually want to try a little bit of CrossFit. So like, mm. not, not CrossFit as such, but like, try that sort of training whilst mix it along with like bodybuilding because I live, I love bodybuilding. Like yeah. I love, yeah, me too. I love that stimulus. Yeah, I do. My shoulders under the, yeah. I've got a massive pump on. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel massive. <laughs> I've just trained and then literally just come in front of the screen. I was like, oh, I feel, feel great here. <laughs> oh, amazing. It is though, isn't it? And like, yeah. I just want to implement like some like clean and jerks. I just want to start learning sort of that sort of stuff because I find it interesting and I really do. And yeah, that's what I want to introduce to a little bit. Um, so the gym that I'm going to be starting up at, I'm going to do two classes a week. Um, if I pick clients up there, then I pick clients up. And if I don't, I don't. But the main majority for me to do is get into the gym and start training again, mainly for my mental health. and yeah. get. Re- do you know what's great? And you're probably going to laugh at me, but there's only one person that's going to shout at me for eating a fucking pasty or whatever. And that's mm. me or my coach. Like, uh, who was it? Uh, James Smith. He, he explained it greatly. Um, I haven't read his book, but I want to, I want to buy his first book. And um, he talks about a triangle, um, bodies, relationships and business. Yeah. And like, I, I read into that a little bit more. And like, it's, so true like I've been focusing so much on my relationships with clients and with my family and like trying to meet friends when you're traveling like that is essential and also my business like they've been my major major two for the past what we are now August no I don't even know what month we are in what month we in January February March April so the beginning of December the beginning of December is when I've been focusing majorly on my business because that's when I started with Ollie 
mm-hmm. that's when I wanted to take my business to like the fucking sky. Um, and yeah, I honestly got like, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> <laughs> you tell us about you. where you want to go, <laughs> what you what you what you want to do. Um, you're going in, Honestly. you go in. Yeah, you just started with Ollie, which which is fantastic. Obviously, it's grown your business. Um, you take yeah. and then you just talk. Go, excuse me. Oh yeah, <laughs> tell us about the gym. COVID. Yeah, yeah. COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I am completely free. So I wanted to ask you then, just while we, uh, you know, we don't wanna, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but we've still, you know, what what happened with your like social life when you were going through, you know, your your mental health and did you have the support network there? I know you had your mum, which she's been your literally lifesaver. Did you have anyone else outside of that that you could speak to? That so my major point and like after me telling my mum, like I got two best mates, uh, well, two best mates, me and them both married. So it, it cancelled itself out. So I got a couple. Um, I went to go see them and I spent, it must have been, Jesus, eight hours at their house. Just literally, I think it was the next day I went to go speak to them. Uh, so I had to cancel. So I had clients on that evening um, of the day. I had clients and I I was I texted them in the morning saying, I'm sorry, can I cancel? I'll move it to next week. And then I was about to go and drive. Um, mm. But then I, I messaged, it was like three hours later, I messaged them saying, sorry, um, something happened. Um, all good. To, or if you want to carry on tonight, we can carry on tonight, if not next week. And ended up then like, yeah, that's fine. Blah, blah, blah. So went in, traveled, uh, done. So my last session was with one of my eldest clients at the time. She was 50, 51. Mm. And uh, I just started speaking to her. And she, I didn't realize this because she's very, her job, she's not meant to talk much about it because of who she is as a person. Um, obviously, client confidentiality yeah. and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so she deals with mental health side of things, but with younger people. Longer story, um, and yeah, she just she just literally, <laughs> she told me right, let's go and grab a coffee. And this was at like I think it was at like eight eight p.m. So we went to Starbucks. Starbucks closes at eight, but luckily because I always I'm not joking you, I I lived in Starbucks when I was working at Pure Gym. And um, they literally made me two coffees and we just went for a walk with these coffees and we ended up ended back up in the gym and we just chatted till about 10 p.m. at night. And mm. honest to God, she she was a savior as well. And she was like, Scott, oh. you need to realize that the more people you help, you're not helping yourself. Mm. And that was like a yeah penny drop. Like, mm. I didn't realize that the more people I'm helping, I'm not helping myself. And then mm. this is where I've learned this from, like, how can you expect to love somebody when you don't love yourself? Mm. Because yeah. it's, it's period. Like if you, if you don't love yourself and if you don't want to better yourself in any sort of way, then how do you expect to love somebody else or care for others as much as you care for yourself? Mm. How can you show someone yeah. respect as much as you show yourself respect? No, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah, you are. So the biggest thing you would you say then would be to open up and just talk to the nearest person that you're comfortable with and actually open up to them it's not it's not always as easy as that is it you know like your mum literally smacked you in the face there and you know and and then you put your cards on the table and you couldn't have been in the best hands than your mother so yeah what what would your best be to that my advice to someone who's struggling it depends on your personality. So I'm a very much like 
like I said to you before, like I'm very much out there, but that's that's who I put on. I want people to feel happy. I want feel people to feel better about themselves instead of feeling like a piece of shit. So where I'm staying now in this hostel, mm. I'm known as the hugger because I give the best hugs. I want <laughs> one. Hug, hug, give me a hug, give me a hug. <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. I want uh, a Scott uh, hug. I am, I, I, like, I'm not joking you. I must hug about 30 people of a day, men and women, like just 30 people a day, just like, like stressed or whatever. And they'll just hug it out. And I'm just like, come on, let's go. And, we'll hug. and there's one girl here. She goes, um, she goes, I love your hugs because you got the chest arm, you got the chest, the chest arms and the chest, the chest. Ooh, yeah. But she loves the good gym arms. Off you. Oh God. <laughs> the gym arms and the gym chest. And I'm just like, Call me here, love. <laughs> Absolutely love so it. You just the advantage, Scott. <laughs> I just, I just want to help as many people as I can, and mm. I just want to like obviously like this is the first time I've ever done anything like this. I know you're doing a great about, like, job. You're doing a, it's amazing. This is how I wanted it. You know, coaches off the cuff is for us, and I just want us to speak as humans. I'm not gonna lie, I was so nervous before this. Oh, <laughs> how do you feel now? I'm sound now. Yeah, this is actually bad. Give, give us a hug. <laughs> it's actually vodka in this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that for one minute. <laughs> oh, no. Not. Like, do you know what? That's one thing as well. Like, I never, I never hardly drink. And that's one thing I've noticed as well. Like, don't, your circle is a massive part yeah. of who you are as a person. Like, I, at the minute, I'm not joking you, I had to move out of my old room to move into this room that I'm currently in now, and I'm not even going to turn my laptop around because it looks like a bomb has gone off. <laughs> and that's the way that's the way hostel life is, and it's horrible. Mm. So I've had to move into a, a, a smaller room, a, a, bed, a two-bed, three-bed room, mm. just because I've got a table and I've got a chair and I've got nothing behind me. Yeah. And nowhere in the hostel has this, and it's so really? hard to find that. Yeah. Um. And the fact of having the people around you, like mm. everybody, especially when you go traveling, like everyone wants to go out and get fucked up. Mm. Like you name it, drugs, everything is being played on the table. And it's like, I am not that type of person. Mm. Like I've dribbled yeah. and dabbled in it. I will, I, I'm a, I'm a, I am an open person about it. I've dribbled and dabbled, but I'm never, I'm not that type of person. I would just, no, nah, I'm good. Thanks. Like I got offered to go out tonight. Mm. like to go to the pub and stuff and I'm just like no nah, I'm good I've got things to do and they're like god you're always working and I'm like I would rather work on my yeah. business help help people yeah. who want to be helped than go out and get fucked up and mm. regret it the next day or like feel shitty about myself I would rather do this mm. and it's just the same as going to the gym why would you go to the gym over going out like it's all about balance that's one thing I did not realize like life is balanced mm. As of last week, I've actually now got a day off and it's on a Sunday. Mm. I know you're going to laugh, but I haven't had the day off. Like I train, I train people. I coach people every fucking day. Mm. Check-ins, mm. coaching, like laptop work and all that. I was, yeah. Obviously, as you know, yeah. I don't have a day off. We don't switch off, do we? Even, no. yeah, no, you, right. I am, I am at the point, well, I was at the point where I was literally... I was just stuck. I did not know what to do next. I like, like I, I put on, um, I said that on Ollie's group or I said somewhere, where was it? Cause it was Alison's big balls or something. Yeah. Do you remember when she was talking about that? Yeah. And um, she messaged me and I felt like I honestly got the world on top of my shoulders again. And like, I just need to get everything down on paper and like, I'm not going to joke, but like 
pen and paper is a fucking lifesaver. Yeah. People I look at you funny best. when you say... You can't go sleep without people a pen and think paper. That, <laughs> people think that a pen and paper is old school. It's actually not. I know. Like, I can't express this enough. If you've got problems or if you've got issues that's going wrong with your life or whatever, or you can't decide on what to do, A or B, if you write it down and see it visually, mm. it's a lot clearer rather than the thought, like the way my brain works, obviously you just you can list our, listen to half of this. It's here, there and everywhere. It'll go forwards. It'll come back three hours ago and it'll go forward again. Yeah, yeah. That's how my brain works. And it's yeah. the same principle. As, like if you don't see it visually, it's a lot harder to see things. So as soon as I get some of it down, I'll write it down on Trello on the mm. notes of my phone. And then I'll write it down on a piece of paper, spider diagram yeah, yeah. or something like that. That's quite, pretty cool that you do that. Actually, I do that as well because you can't remember everything. You know, you get, you get, you're out and about and your clients are asking you a message or they're doing whatever they're doing. And it's good mm. that you've started to get that balance. You know, that's something that I yeah. need to get better at as well. And actually, you I know, think, to be honest, every single coach does. Yeah. Because it's you never good. actually initially turn off. Yeah. Even on my day off last week, it was the first day off. I couldn't tell you when, but my first day off in ages, mm. I still ended up working because I still end up messaging clients and yeah. I, I still do it. It's yeah. because I love what I do and you do too. Like, yeah. Otherwise, you wouldn't be still be doing it. I know. I know. I've, I find this quite funny, but when I was, I think I was 18 or 19, I had 18 jobs in one year. What? Yeah, exactly. Because I didn't like the job I was in. I left and went to the next one. So I always had another job lined up. And in that year, I had 18, 18 jobs. I literally got into the gym, started training, the best thing I fucking did. Mm. And honest to God, helping others. It gives you a fulfillment of something you cannot else do. It really does. Like, I don't see my it's not a job to me like it's yeah, just it's not coaching found me and it sounds like coaching's found you like not yeah. the other way around not you weren't like the you know fresh out of uni and doing this and doing that and gone do you know what I actually mm. want to be that or I want to be that like you know I I went in I'm not meaning this is podcast isn't for me but like I stopped I went into health and fitness the minute I left school because yeah. I wasn't academic so anything physical or anything that I can do, you know, even me as a tool using me to, to my career. That's what I did. I went into that because that's where I can find, I can speak, I can do this. And these podcasts and all yeah, this yeah. Voice stuff is amazing. Like for me, cause I, I'm the same as you. I've got dyslexic, a really bad education. So sport- you might have ADD cause I've noticed a lot of people. Well, I, I, have you ever, have you ever heard of Mel Robinson? She's very big on anxiety, depression and all that. So she's, she's up there and she says like, I can't remember what I was going to say. And it's just literally left my head. <laughs> ADD, <laughs> you just said. Oh yeah. ADD. Yeah. And um, literally like <laughs> most women have it. So like when you're doing stuff and you're fidgeting or you're doing anything like that, and most male, I think, I don't know why, but I don't know what it is to do with it, but I'd love to know how and why, because I'm into the brain at the minute. I don't know why. Um, AED. Is it yeah. AED? Uh, most, what most, is it? Yeah. So ADHD is what most oh, male, yeah. well, women have it as well. Mm. Um, ADHD is uh, hyperactive disorder yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then women have the exact same, just without the hyperactive side of things. Right. So obviously me being me having all these fucking problems depression mm. um, anxiety adhd 
um, dyslexia. I'm just. You're a cocktail, Scott. <laughs> I know it's bloody madness, isn't it? <laughs> was, do you know what I was just about to do? I was about to shake this one off the lid on it. Get a cocktail. <laughs> oh, no. Well, is there anything else that you want to bring up before you leave, though? I want you to um, tell everybody, tell, basically, tell us how we can find you on social media give you to give you a bit of follow and if they want to follow your journey and stuff so where where can people find you um so i am on instagram at strive with scott literally mm-hmm. strive with scott um and then i've got a facebook page which is strive with scott again like everything is strive with scott so if you want to find me just <laughs> type in strive with scott <laughs> but there's, actually there's something i wanted to say before come on you know, when you're saying about leaving your job and like you found it straight away when you left school, so to speak, mm. I was quite the opposite. Like I was saying to you before, I've, mm. I've got quali- I've got more qualifications to be to be a mechanical engineer than I have to be a PT, online wow. coach or whatever. Seriously. But like, yeah, yeah no, seriously. Mm. And um, I ended up, I, because I rebuilt my classic car, my classic mini, I wanted to learn more about it. So everything I do, I want to know more about it. So that's why I did mechanics and engineering because I wanted to know how to weld. I wanted to know about engines, etc. Anyway, I left there and then I ended up doing, obviously, as everybody bloody probably does it once in their life, is um, work in a shop, just what you call it, retail. I worked in retail for five years. I worked behind a bar, worked, worked in a kitchen, many kitchens before. Um, and I loved the kitchen. That was probably one job that I would actually say I, I, I did love was being a chef. Like probably again, so it's crazy in a kitchen, isn't it? And you're like that, like that. Your ADHD was yeah. there. <laughs> it was. It was really good. And like I didn't realize this, but like that is one thing that was great for me. And that's when I started to go to the gym when I was in the working as a chef. And then I don't. It was actually when I failed, because ah, I'll tell you how I became a TT. When I done my past my course, it was like a couple of months later, um, I applied to work for Thomas Cook and um, mm. be on like a rep, rep for them abroad somewhere. Amazing. And um, <laughs> I got a call and it was like two weeks later saying, you haven't made it. And I'm like, <gasps> and at, the po- at this point, I was working for mum, like cleaning toilets, like literally cleaning shit out of toilets. And um, I was like, an air, ho- not an air hostess, um, I was a, yeah I was one of them wasn't I and um yeah I, I I just literally sat down the stairs just crying my eyes out thinking fuck is this is this where my rest of life's gonna be just cleaning toilets like not nothing to do with my mum like this is my feelings about me I mm. like I've got big ambitions big ambitions and um I ended up thinking fuck this is it yeah. literally as soon as I picked myself up ready to go because I just finished my break I was literally about to walk up the stairs and I get another phone call I think thinking it's bloody Thomas Cook it was pure gym ringing me up saying do you want a job and I'm like yes oh wow so just, you've just gone into it and then would you say you're set that well obviously you clearly are settled as a, a PT and a coach now yeah. Yeah. yeah well sometimes I think that's just what it takes doesn't it and you've let yeah. you you've left there obviously with it a great qualification and it just wasn't for you and you you found something that, like you keep you know you're saying that you love helping people and you know just yeah. through your own experience that's that's amazing that's what coaches coaches are all about like an experienced coach that can relate to you I think that's yeah, really important even when I was in college and I didn't realize that I liked helping people Mm-hmm. when some some tasks in college like when you're taking out a clutch in a car or something like that you need to do it with two people for health and safety and stuff but like 
I didn't realize this, but I fin well, I did realize that I finished the whole practical side of my course half a year, considering it was meant to take me a year. But I I was so far behind on my physical physical um yeah that side of work. Um and then everybody wanted Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I ended up making deals with people. I was like, right, I'll help you do the practical side if you want me to do this. So basically, I was just copying what they did. Literally copy. I got pulled up to a side by my tutor and said, Scott, you can't copy Jason's work. And I'm like, I haven't. For well, yeah, I have. Oh, and he was like, goodness. Scott, it's got his name in the middle of the page. Like it's got blah, blah, blah. So Jason, because <laughs> you're meant to put your name out every now and then if there's something about or whatever. And it said his name halfway through and it was just one thing I didn't change. I was like, shit. <laughs> it goes, at least change some things. <laughs> I'll tell you what, you've done so much in 26 years. Are you 26? Yeah, 20, 27 in, Jesus, eight, nine, 10 days. You've done so much. And fair play to you as well for having the balls to go out and do some traveling after your story that you've just told us. That's amazing. And I know. think I had to. Mm. Because yeah, yeah. when I was younger, it's it's something I had a dream. It was literally my dream to make money and go abroad. And it wasn't even the fact like to make money. Like I got to make like I got my online business and everything that I do for this, I don't touch this money at all that goes back into the business so that helps me go to um studying with the muscle mentors at the minute mm-hmm. i don't know if you so far yeah um i've got ollie i've got um david and yeah like i'm just literally pumping my money into them to help strive yeah strive yeah and yeah. then the money that i I've, i am not joking you when i say this i have 278 dollars to my name actually <laughs> plus these coins like, I'm not joking you. So I'm working no, a cash in hand job, washing dishes. Successful. Mm-hmm. That's I'm working washing dishes, getting twenty five dollars an hour to pay for my rent, to pay for to pay for me to eat, and that is literally it. Well, fair play. And then to the, when I go to this gym, I won't have to pay rent. I just pay mm-hmm. the guy if fifteen percent of whatever I make, which is mm-hmm. fine. So I'm happy. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm happier. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like there are up and downs. Mm-hmm. Well, have you got, have you, you know, have you got somebody out there that you can talk to? Do you, you know? Yes. Yeah. I met her in Byron Bay and like, she, she? I can't express this. And yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so like, it was so weird. Like she, so I, the person who, um, so I used to listen to Simon Scenic like quite a lot. So I've read a lot of his books and he helps, he helps me mentally and obviously I found out my why. And then obviously if you, if I ask you, like someone asks me what I do, so I will say, oh, to strive forward so that we become a better self. And how I do that is through online coaching, personal training. And I'm like, all oh, right, okay. So that's my why. Rather than it being, oh, what do you do as a job? Oh, I'm an online coach. I'm mm-hmm. telling you my why. So I told Jenny this, my why, and then she loved it. And then she was like, oh my God, that's so interesting, blah, blah, blah. And then literally from that point in Byron Bay, like we've got on like a house on fire and like she is genuinely my best mate. So um, on my Instagram, I've started doing a like, little bit about mental health. I mm-hmm. haven't touched it recently because I was going to do a podcast or I was going to do like an IGTV and put snippets in, but mm-hmm. this will help. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I she literally just said like, talk about it. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I literally phoned her up and I was on the phone to her for about two and a half hours. I was like, "What makes me a good friend? 
you get the same answer every yeah. time yeah like what makes me a good friend you go oh you you're reliable blah 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 but like what makes me so special fucking susan down the road does the exact same what makes me so special mm. and you just clearly click. the worst thing about it mm. yeah, yeah, yeah you just gotta ask how and what mm. rather than why because when you're saying why oh this is getting interesting now sorry this is me um <laughs> Like the neocortex part of the brain. What? I'm oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Where do you learn so about the brain? Part... Come on. So the neocortex part of the brain doesn't speak to the limbic part of the brain, which is the how and the what rather than the why. I think that's the right way around. I've got it the wrong way around. One the but I know what I mean. Um, so that doesn't speak to the other. And if you're asking a question, why? Why do you love your your husband or fella? Why do you love him? I've got a husband. I don't love him. <laughs> that's but why. I, he, that's why he's called an ex, Scott. <laughs> love it. Okay, let, this is definitely off the cuff, isn't it? <laughs> it's completely fine. <laughs> anyway, so tell me why you love your yeah, kids. He's, so he's much. divorced for a reason. <laughs> love it. High five, dude. Go on. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> why do you love your kids so much you oh. can't you can't, yeah, you can't actually you can't say it you go, you can say oh i love them to the moon and back because mm. it's an emotion it's a feeling you can't actually go oh i love them because of x i and what z you've got to say what it is you are feeling and how you feel mm. that's how it comes across and that's how i ask my mates how i what makes me a special friend and like it sounds stupid but if someone's struggling and they need help mm ask what and how many many times to the same friend you'll take a long time if not read simon scenic um how to find my why i think it is or start with why is his first one and then his second one something else but honest to god he will yeah, literally get down to yeah why are you who you are and again reading a book mm, never done that i've never done that i've never oh yes thank you <laughs> i've never done that previous to australia never done wow. that in my life well, and I never would have thought of doing it. Do you know what? It's amazing just to have spent this time with you to actually go from that story to this and to see you now in such a great place and fair play. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I'm looking forward to following your journey now. We, we, we're getting, you know, we're getting to know each other a lot more. I definitely want you to come back on the show and for us to just speak and, you know, like you say, if anything, to just to talk <laughs> for your yeah, mental yeah. well-being and, you know, check in on you now and again. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. There is a picture of how my mind works and mm. my mate sent it me ages ago, but because I didn't back up my phone and I got a new phone and that shit goes wrong, um, I lost a picture. So I'm, I'll find this picture again and I'll send it here. And mm. it literally goes, normal people, start of story, end of story. <laughs> my story. But <laughs> honest to God, it, it, it's funny when you look at it and be like, ah, yeah, that's yeah. how you bring one. Honestly, that's Scott, I'm sure all the listeners appreciate you being so open about what you've been through. And I'll be honest, send your love to your mum for me. Thank you for being there for you at that moment. And Thanks. send my love to your nan as well. And let me know how you get on, if she's all right. Of course, just yeah, keep us updated. But yeah. thanks so much for coming on. You've been an absolute pleasure to have you on. I'm sure everybody else appreciates it as well. But we'll no have worries, you back no soon. Speak, I will, yeah. we, we will speak soon. <laughs> <laughs> definitely Absolutely. All right. thank you so thank much thank you Scott thank you